The son of Yahoo is back. Today's version of my podcast regards the Sabbath day of worship. Is it Sunday or is it Saturday? Right now, we're going to listen to the smooth sounds of the late great George, George Duke. Title track, Laid Back Sunday. Enjoy.
It was in the Edenic paradise as our world was then known. That Yahuwah Elohim rested from his creative works. And set aside a day for himself. For his earthly children to give back to him what he has lovingly provided and given to them. The word um, I love to use in expressing um, the way I feel about what he did back then and how it affects all of us today is defined as adoration. And adoration is defined as deep respect, deep love and respect. I'm the son of Yahuwah. Your modern day prophet. And I was, I was born into this world for this, this purpose. To show deep love, admiration and respect to our father in heaven. It has become a niche of mine. I thank Yahuwah Elohim for the many social platforms that he allows me to develop these beautiful um, podcasts with the beautiful music of all the composers and the writers and the musicians um, that he gave gift to, gifts to to develop such music for the expression of this divine purpose. Yours as well as mine. As parents ourselves, that's all we ask of our own children while raising them. And we are greatly dismayed and taken aback when our children behave otherwise. It was on the seventh day in the Edenic earthly paradise that the provision, uh, the provisions, excuse me, of the atonement to eradicate transgressions of sin and death became known to our foreparents, Adam and Eve. It was a sacred tradition to be followed and practiced throughout successive generations through the literal, physical seed, or shall we say, descendants of the patriarch and, and prophet Abraham, and to the rest of Adam and Eve's earthly children, not literally born in the biological lineage of Abraham. How do we discern this? Well, at Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, it says of Yahuwah Elohim that he made clothing out of skins and gave it to them for covering. So in the process of clothing them, that is Adam and Eve, the provisions to terminate the transgressions, to finish off sin, to make atonement for error, to bring in everlasting uh, righteousness, to seal up the vision and profit, all right, and to anoint the Holy of Holies as heir uh, designate that is to say, Messiah Yahusha, as the inspired prophet Daniel so eloquently put it, was made known to Adam and Eve on the seventh day. It could very possibly be the seventh day 
that the fall from grace happened on that seventh day. And why Yahuwah felt it was plausible to set that side, that day aside for us to observe and to commemorate him for what he has done, including uh, making known um, the promise of an atonement for our sins that was to come into the world, that being Messiah, Yahushua. The Apostle Paul was inspired to write, quote unquote, as it is written, the first Adam became a living person. The last Adam, the last man Adam, became a life-giving spirit responsible for our everlasting salvation. Now let me just quite put it like this. It is just simply impossible for an animal to atone for the transgressions of Adam and Eve. They're animals. They're instinctively wise. They were not created in the image of our father like we were. So there had to have been a corresponding ransom. Someone born in the likeness, in the manner, in the functions, in the form, in the ways of Adam. Someone of his offspring to buy back what he have given up. And before they can pass on everlasting life to their children, they've passed on to their transgressions, sin and death. And that's the decay we see in the world today. Wires got crossed. So much so that we're so deeply involved in this stuff that it has to take divine intervention from Yahuwah Elohim to bring us out of this. Because as uh, Messiah Yahushua said, if he did not return, no flesh would be saved. But on account of the chosen ones, Messiah um, Yahushua goes on to say, those days will be cut short. We are on a collision course to wipe each other off the place of the face of this planet. Believe it or not. Things has not gotten better. They have gotten progressively worse. No other person in scripture lore, narrative, history, past, present, or future have received such a designation, an appointment, a coronation the Messiah Yahushua also known as Christ Jesus. Quite frankly in a more profound spiritual sense in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 49 the scripture I read just prior to this one is in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 45. Now we have verse 49. Paul continues saying that just as we are born in the image of Adam and everything he passed down to us, including death, also 
we should bear the image of the heavenly one. This is why Messiah Yahushua has been called a corresponding ransom. Simply put, just like we just discerned in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, my brothers and sisters, that the first man, Adam, became a living soul, as some translations put it, and others say a living person. But the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. So, Messiah Yahushua is the corresponding ransom according to the Apostle Paul who was inspired by Ruach HaKadosh, Holy Spirit as the opposite of Adam. Reason being is because Messiah Yahushua, while he was on this earth alive like we are today, he lived this life in total loyalty, loyalty Submission and complete obedience to Yahuwah Elohim, even under the strictest tests from Satan, authorities, his own people, relatives, friends, and demons, all the way until death. And that's the reason why he was able to go back to the place where he was created to live, the abode he was born into, heaven. And offer up the value of his life as a ransom to buy back what Adam and Eve lost for us. And it was very much needed. It was very much needed. We needed it. Because there was just simply no way that animals can bear that burden. They don't even know how to talk. Corresponding is defined as equivalent in character, form, or function. And that's exactly Jesus. He was born in the flesh. All right. We know he was because history proves that he was. He's the only man in antiquity in history to divide time right down the middle before and after his death. No other person as great as they have been including John the Baptist, when Messiah Yahushua said, of, of all the men born, there has not been one, uh, one born from women greater than John the Baptist. And even he didn't split time down the middle at his death. But Messiah Yahushua did. That right there is proof. If only minimally. It's enough for me. Because there is no other. It has divided time down the middle. Ransom is defined as a sum of money or other payment for the release of a prisoner. And that is exactly what Messiah Yahushua did at his martyrdom. He brought back for us, took the ransom, the value of the ransom of his sacrifice back to our Father in heaven. And said, Father, I've done what you asked me to do. Here. Quite frankly, the 1800 plus chapters that's known as the Bible today can be broken down to seven covenants, each pertaining to a seed. And as Paul so eloquently said 
in the book of Galatians. And that seed is the Christ, the primary part of the seed of Abraham. So regarding the Sabbath day of servants, observance, it is said of Messiah Yahushua that many of his miracles were performed on the Sabbath. Forty in all, to be exact, involving healing the sick, changing elements of nature, and even raising people from the dead. In Luke chapter 4, verse 16, Jesus, as it says, I'm quoting it, according to his custom, on the Sabbath, went to the synagogue and was handed a scroll and began to read from the book of Isaiah references and prophecies pertaining to his life and ministry. And after handing the scroll back and sitting down with all eyes fixed on him, he said this, in verse 21 of chapter 4. Today, this scripture is fulfilled. This prophetic scripture is fulfilled. It was confirmation that he was the promised seed, the Messiah. And you can just imagine how happy those people were who were reading the scriptures day and night, meditating prayerfully over it. For the promised Messiah to come. I know how they felt. Because I feel the same way today. To be. Amongst such a great cloud of witnesses. Who have the honor of. of um, observing. Loving our father and observing. The day that he set aside. For himself. For us to commemorate him on. For everything that he has furnished to us. Including the taste buds. In our mouth. That lays on our tongues. The ability to go to sleep. In peace and wake up. I don't know about you my brothers and sisters. Who listen to this podcast. But I certainly hope that I say enough. That will encourage you. To want to. Probe into. Truly establishing. And then maintaining. Through practice, a relationship with our Father in Heaven because He is just adorable. In Acts chapter 17, verse 23, that scripture records the Apostle Paul. Also maintaining the scriptural stance of keeping the Sabbath day. It is said of him that according to three Sabbaths, he went in into the synagogue. Reasoning from the scriptures and proving by references that it was necessary for Messiah Yahushua slash Christ Jesus to die and be resurrected, raised up in glory. That was three successive Sabbaths, three weeks. Later on, Paul was said to record in the book of Romans 
that each man be convinced in his own mind and heart which day he shall observe to commemorate Yahweh Elohim. But don't make no mistake about it. He was speaking to a, a, an audience of Jews that was, according to the Jewish diaspora, spread out throughout the whole Mediterranean world. That is, societies that were situated around the Mediterranean Sea. And they lived in these places, but they would go back to their countries and their cities, as we do here in America or in other countries, in Europe and in Russia and in China and Japan, all over, even in, in Israel, South America, Mexico and Canada. We go places and then we go back home. And they were just like the Jews do today. They come to America, they're all over, but they definitely return back to their homeland for specific reasons adorable to them. Hallelujah. Moses, in leading as a representative of Yahweh Elohim and in leading that fledgling burgeoning nation from Egypt into the promised land, very similar to what's happening today, in a more profound spiritual and global sense, reminded that ancient nation of God's chosen people and remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. He reminded me that Yahweh Elohim has given you six days to do what you want. And all he's wanting you to do is just give back what he's kindly given you. Even if you just bring your heart and say, Father, forgive me for this transgression. Because that's simply what the, the ransom sacrifice of Messiah, Yahushua, is all about. Our Father made that happen in the Garden of Eden. He knew what we was going to be going through before we were even born. And he knew just about how long it was going to take. Because the inspired, the, the inspired apostle Peter stated this, that a thousand of our earthly years is one day with God. Which brings us to another matter. You have a lot of people thinking that Yahweh Elohim created the earth in six 24-hour literal days. And it was not that way. Each act of creation took 1,000 years to manifest itself before he went to another day. And there's everything in the world to bear that out. We don't take a seed, a, a wife, a mother... Or gardener don't take a seed and put it in the ground and the next day you come up as a rose. It needs nurturing. It needs sunlight. And it needs time. Such as we need time to bring ourselves uh, uh, to germinate uh, uh, what the Father would like for us to uh, produce out of our hearts. Namely, fruitages of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, mildness, long-suffering, and self-control. And we have to practice these things. And it takes time. But it will come about. It will germinate and it will sprout. If we get into the practice of it. And out of the practice of practicing the things that our father just simply don't like for us to partake in. Drugs and, and all of that. I did all that. But when I turn my heart and my mind on and my allegiance to our Father in Heaven, those things became, I, I couldn't do it no more. 
I couldn't allow these things to rob me of the peace and the joy I have having an association with our Father in Heaven. And because of that, I fell into my niche. What I was born in this world to do. And under inspiration of Ruach HaKadosh, was given the name the Son of Yahuwah. Nothing special. Because we are all children of Yahuwah Elohim. We're all sons and daughters of Yahuwah Elohim, much like Messiah Yahusha and the angels above in their abode. So to have that name is an honor. It is a name that I gladly accept because that's exactly who I am. And that is exactly who you are. And that is the reason why I say there is a difference between the mental construct of who you think you are, which is based on your cultural mindset or the cultural mindset that we have inherited as children from our countries, from our um, particular race, uh, 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 family of origins, our personal experiences, our education. That is a mental construct of who we think we are. And that's the reason why in so many ways. Yahuwah Elohim desires to smash that image. Because it it certainly has a pull and force on us. You can actually sense the real you behind the image, beyond the image. I remember in in Enter the Dragon where Bruce Lee was getting shredded in that fun house of mirrors. And his antagonist was using it to his advantage. And all of a sudden, Bruce Lee remembered what his master told him. In order to destroy the image, crack the mirrors. (laughs) And that's exactly what we got to (laughs) do. We got to crack the mirrors. Because the world ain't throwing nothing up at us but the image of Satan. In every aspect, in every endeavor that we try to get into. Unless we have the power of Ruach HaKadosh and, and, and the power of these powerful angels that's behind us and guiding us and, and trying to bring us into a harmonious relationship with our Father, their Father and our Father, their God and our God, Yahweh Elohim Heaven, we're going to have a difficult time. Even if things appear to, to, to glitter like gold. There's nothing better for us to do than to go and allow ourselves to come into a personal relationship with our Father in Heaven. There's nothing better. Satan has divided this world. Satan, the demonic accomplices, the conglomerate of angels known as one body as Satan, the deceiver. They all work together. One is not greater than the other. It's not like Trump who has this cabinet of men up under him. That is not who Satan is. Because where was Satan when these rebellious angels came down to Noah's day and began to morph into human bodies, which they had the power to do then, 
and began to notice the, the daughters of the sons of men and began to take away from the sons of humanity, namely those women whom they chose. What was Satan at then? There was nothing mentioned of Satan there. Satan is known to us for those who don't have accurate knowledge of this truth. It seems that he is known as just this one powerful angel in some places in the Bible named Legion and some say Belial. But these are just symbolic names of their activities. The one said my name is Legion because there is many of us. <laughs> and there it is. Satan. There's many of them. There's like a lot of people tried to attach the, the title Antichrist to President Trump. They was doing that with, with, with Ronald Reagan. Every president that they thought they came in and fit the image of the beast, he's the Antichrist. But the Apostle John, in 1 John chapter 2, said that many Antichrists had gone out into the world. And because of this, you know, this is the last hours. The Antichrist can be a person who considers himself a Christian and acknowledges that, but you wouldn't be able to tell him from a person who's out there acting, uh, acting a fool. Anti means totally against. And most people in the world are anti, believe it or not. I'm telling you right now, they are. Because Messiah Yahushua said it. He told his true disciples, his true modern day believers, sincere seekers of truth, honest hearted ones, going through the narrow gate. Because wide is the gate and broad is the road leading to destruction. And many are the ones going in through it. If that don't sound like people who, di who, who, who didn't care about uh Yahuwah Elohim or Messiah Yahusha or anything that they said or the, or the people that they're bringing into the world to, to share this accurate knowledge of truth with then I don't know what is because that certainly isn't something that is pro-Christ that is certainly anti why else would they be going down that road that lead to destructions whereas uh, Messiah Yahusha said many are the ones going in through that gate whereas Narrows the gate and cramps the road leading to life, and few are the ones finding it. Few are the ones finding it. Just like the body of people, men and women back in Messiah Yahusha's day, who recognized the um, by, uh, inspiration of Ruach HaKadosh, that the Savior, the, the prophet that was to come and save the world, had already had his visitation. They're still looking for him to this day. There are some Jews over there still thinking he ain't came yet. But the son of Yahuwah has been sent to let you know honest hearted ones and sincere seekers of truth. Lovers, lovers of Yahuwah's expression towards us by means of Messiah Yahushua. That Messiah Yahushua is present. He is already here. He is not coming back in the flesh. He gave up his flesh when he died for us. To take it back would be an Indian giver. He is a powerful, 
spiritual angel ruling in the midst of our enemies and amongst other demonic accomplices of the invisible realm, namely the conglomerate of angels known as Satan that is deceiving the entire world. So what we see with coronavirus and all the other viruses that come from Hong Kong and Spain and China, the site of origins were attached to them, just like coronavirus, which was SARS, COVID-10, and became MERS, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, and it more, more, uh, morphed into or mutated into a deadlier strand that we know today as COVID-19. A virus that emanated from bats, diseased bats. We've had all these different viruses, these influences that killed people, and all these wars within the last 100 years, and all these earthquakes and food shortages, all global phenomenons. And that's what it means. When you see all these things occurring in the world globally, affecting every person of every nation, increasing in frequency, intensity, and severity, where it seems like there's just sim- simply no help on the horizon, know that the Son of Man is parousia. It also means that when we see these things, there's a restoration of pure worship taking place in the earth. And he said a generation was going to witness this. And I do believe that that generation was the men and women who were born in and about or around 1908 and 1914. And last count, there was 450-something still alive on this earth that was born in 1908. And over 400,000 was born in 1919. And Messiah Yahushua said that that generation of people will not pass away until all these things occur. They are witnessing the dismantling of human society as we know it today. And on the other hand, the ushering in of a new millennium up under the, the hospices and the rulership of Messiah Yahushua, of which all races will be united. Under banners of peace and love and happiness. A return to pure worship Yahweh and, and, and Sabbath day observance is part of that. Saturday. If we do that, turn our hearts and minds back. To Sabbath day worship. It's just part. Partial. Of returning back to the pure worship of Yahuwah Elohim. The way that Abraham knew it. And Isaac and Jacob and Moses. Certainly Adam and Eve had a relationship with. Yahuwah Elohim. This is what Yahuwah Elohim promises those. Those of us who. Observe the Sabbath day. In Isaiah chapter 58, and I'm reading from scripture here, verses 13 and 14. He says, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day. If you call the holy day 
of Yahuwah, a delight. And the, uh, the day that's honorable. And you glorify this day, not doing your own thing and not doing as you please or speaking idle words. Then you will find your joy in Yahuwah Elohim. And I will cause you to ride and triumph on the heights of the land or the earth. And to feast on the inheritance of Jacob, your father. The mouth of Yahuwah Elohim has spoken. That is a promise. And I tell you, when I said that and read it, I'm telling you, the spirit just went through me. A chill went straight through my body. Resonating from top to bottom. That is a promise. And when you feel that, that's love on the part of, of Yahuwah Elohim touching you. Because it's true. He loves every last one of us. That is simply a promise, my brothers and sisters. So the next question is this. Who changed the Sabbath day of worship from Saturday to seven, Sunday from the seventh day, which according to historians and those who are up under the Pokagorian calendar, Saturday is the seventh day, corresponds to the Jewish day, Saturday, and Sunday is the first day. None other than Emperor Constantine I, who accepted a form of apostate Christianity before he died, but he was steeped into Mithraism. And according to Mithraic tradition, they worshiped the unconquered sun. And that's where Sunday got his name. Sunday, the worship of the sun. So anybody who's upholding that day, then I'd like to ask you this. Who told you to change that day? Name someone in the world who Yahweh Elohim just opened up to heaven and said, change the, the day of my worship, day I set aside for all people to honor me and glorify me and adore me in the Garden of Eden to a day that man wanted. Because I remember uh, Messiah Yahushua saying that man was made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath for man. So he had no divine right to change the worship of, 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 of Yahweh Elohim from Saturday to Sunday. That was completely wrong. And it is certainly not in harmony with the words found in Revelation chapter 22. And in that, in Revelation chapter 22, turn your Bibles to Revelation chapter 22. In verse 18 and 19, it says, the apostle, this is what Messiah Yahushua inspired the apostle John to write for us today. Or to successive generations after the inspiration of this writing was given to the Apostle John saying, I want everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to them or that person the plagues described in the scroll. And if anyone takes away the words from the prophecy of this scroll, Yahuwah Elohim will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this scroll. He who testified to these things, verse 20 says, Say yes, 
I am coming soon. He's already here. Messiah Yahushua is here. We haven't seen a generation. We haven't seen a century as bloodiest, as deadlier than the 20th century. Messiah Yahushua has been cleaning up this earth, cleaning up the lives of the people who's going to inherit the new earth. While at the same time, allowing Satan and his demonic accomplices, visible and invisible, tear this earth up. Of which he said in Revelation chapter 11, verse 15 and 18, after being installed as sovereign, not universal sovereign, that's his father's title. That's our father's title. But as sovereign in the kingdom of Yahuwah Elohim. Or the kingdom of God. I'm going to bring to a ruin. Those ruining the earth. My brothers and sisters. It's just simply time to wake up. It really is. And I would like for you to. You know. To, to, to pull it together. We got to pull it together. We just have to pull it together because if we don't, we're going to lose out. We're going to lose out. And I don't want you all to lose out. I am the son of Yahuwah. And you are all sons and daughters of the most high Yahuwah Elohim. I leave you with a song by Fred and the genius Ahaya, Chilling on the Sabbath. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And I certainly hope that you listen to the inspiration of others in the future. We rest. We're chilling on the Sabbath. That's what we doing. We're chilling on the Sabbath. We're chilling on the Sabbath. I know y'all go to church on Sunday. They all confused. We're chilling on the Sabbath. We're chilling on the Sabbath. The seventh day of the week. We're chilling on the Sabbath. Friday sundown. Say we're chilling on the Saturday while everybody's out doing what they want to do. We're reading scripture and singing to the most high. Cause we know the law and we keep the Father's holy commandments. So let people say what they want to say. Let him mark you for keeping his day, yeah. We gon' be ready when Christ returns. They be having church on the wrong day. And they despise everything that we say, yeah. Even when we show them in the Holy Word. Word. The fourth commandment says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And we should always honor the Most High And do exactly what He say And don't let the non-believers convince you That the law is done away with You just rest and chill with the Most High Cause the Father knows who's here So you tell them We're chilling on the Sabbath 
We're chilling on a Sabbath. Don't call me, I won't even be asked my phone. We're chilling on a Sabbath. Hey, we're chilling on the Lord's day. We're chilling on a Sabbath. Then you back though, you tell him this right here. Now don't look for me on no Sunday. At your church no more, cause now I keep the holy Saturday. Show you in my Bible. Exodus chapter 20. 20. Just stroll down and look at verse 8. Verse 8. The book of Amendment says, Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And we should always honor the Most High. Honor the Most High. And do exactly what He says. And don't let the non believers convince you that the law is done.